Hello, this is Nikdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 16th of May. The number of coronavirus cases in India climbed to 85,940 this morning and the death toll reached 2,752. In the last 24 hours alone, the country reported 3,970 cases and 103 deaths. crossing China's tally of 84,038 cases. States like Kerala, Himachal Pradesh, Assam and Goa had either stopped reporting new cases or were reporting very few. In the last couple of days, however, there has been a noticeable rise in these states. At least 24 migrant workers were killed and 37 injured in an accident that took place in Uttar Pradesh's Oreya district around 2:30 a.m. on Saturday. Oreya's additional superintendent of police Kamlesh Kumar Dikshit said that the accident occurred at a place called Niholi. A trolley truck coming from Rajasthan loaded with white putty along with people heading to Jharkhand, Bihar and West Bengal was stationed at Niholi at a dhaba where people were getting tea. This was when another DCM truck coming from Delhi with around 20 migrant workers hit the trolley probably after the driver fell asleep on the wheel. Both vehicles overturned and the police reached the spot as soon as they found out. The district's chief medical officer Archana Shivastav said 24 people were brought dead. 22 have been admitted and 15 who were critically injured have been referred to Saife PGI Hospital. Uttar Pradesh's chief minister Yogi Adityanath announced 2 lakh rupees as compensation for those killed and 50000 rupees for people injured. He also directed that the SHOs of the two police stations located in the state's border area be suspended and a stern warning be issued to the circle officers concerned. Meanwhile, Congress's General Secretary Priyanka Gandhi Wadra has written to CM Yogi Adityanath seeking permission for plying of 1000 buses by the party to send migrant workers to their homes. In a separate incident, five migrant workers were killed in a road accident in Madhya Pradesh's Banda today after the truck they were traveling in overturned. These incidents come more than a week after 16 migrant workers were run over by a train in Maharashtra's Aurangabad district. Tired from their walk home, they had slept on the railway tracks thinking no trains were plying. Around 100 migrant laborers who were waiting outside New Delhi railway station hoping to get a train to go home have been shifted to relief shelters by district authorities and are being registered for shramik special trains to send them back to their home states as soon as possible tamil nadu chief minister palani swami appealed to migrant workers to not travel to their hometowns on foot or through any other transportation he said so far 55743 workers have been sent home and the government is taking steps to send 10000 workers per day Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman presented the fourth tranche of the center's economic relief package today. Sitaraman said that the fourth set of stimulus measures will focus on structural reforms in industry sectors reeling from the lockdown. She said, and I quote, these measures will increase production and also generate employment in the country, unquote. She also spoke of the policy changes that the government has adopted till now, some of which are direct benefit transfer, goods and service tax, insolvency and bankruptcy code steps were also taken for ease of doing business direct taxation records and power sector reforms the center will announce structural reforms in eight sectors that include coal mineral defense production airspace management airports mro distribution companies in union territories 
and space and atomic energy. After American President Donald Trump announced that the United States will donate ventilators to India, Prime Minister Narendra Modi thanked him today in a tweet that read, and I quote, This pandemic is being fought collectively by all of us. More power to India-United States friendship, unquote. The Bombay High Court has directed the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation, or BMC, to file an affidavit enumerating the list of clinics and maternity homes offering services to pregnant women across the city and also to provide an account of the numbers of deliveries conducted by medical institutions during the lockdown period. According to media reports, a pregnant woman from Nagpara on April 27th wanted to get admitted to JJ Hospital but was allegedly refused admission since she was unable to produce a COVID-19 negative report. Thereafter, the woman had to approach three other hospitals to get admitted. After being turned down by four hospitals, she was forced to give birth at home with the help of a midwife. Maharashtra has recorded 1,576 new cases of coronavirus as the overall tally in the state rose to 29,100. The death toll went up to 1,068 after 49 fresh fatalities were recorded. The state government is in favour of a further extension of the lockdown restrictions, which expire on Sunday till end of May. The state health minister Rajesh Tope said that a decision to allow economic activities in red zones will be taken after Monday. Mumbai, which accounts for almost 60% of all COVID-19 positive cases in the state, reported 933 new cases as the total count in the city rose to 17,671. Mumbai also recorded 34 new deaths, with the death toll in the city rising to 655. Do read our reporter Pratik Goyal's detailed analysis of how Pune, one of the country's first hotspots, has been dealing with the pandemic. It is titled, from the first patient to 100 cases a day, how Pune became one of India's first coronavirus hotspots. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. 438 more COVID-19 cases and 6 deaths have been reported in Delhi in the last 24 hours. The total number of cases in the national capital now stands at 9,333, including 5,278 active cases. 15 inmates and one staffer of Delhi's Rohini Jail tested positive for the novel coronavirus on Friday. The first positive case from the prison was reported on Wednesday after a 28-year-old inmate had tested positive. The total number of positive cases in Uttar Pradesh so far has risen to 4,140 and the death toll in the state is currently 95 people. Haryana has become the first state to resume public transport within the state. Inter-district bus services started in the state on Friday to facilitate the movement of people who are stuck in different parts of the state due to the lockdown. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee said no migrant worker will be charged for travelling from other states to West Bengal, adding that all costs will be borne by her government. The state government also offered a compensation of 2 lakh rupees each for those who died in the accident in Uttar Pradesh. The number of coronavirus cases in Assam rose to 89 after three more people tested positive. Assam on Friday wrote to the centre about extending the lockdown by two more weeks beyond 17th of May. Mizoram too has extended the lockdown till 31st May to check the spread of the virus. Talking of the northeast, a section of mainstream media has conveniently managed to ignore the region during the pandemic. We thought it is important to find out what's going on, so for this week's episode of Reporters Without Orders, I had two journalists, Makepeace Sitlaw from Guwahati and Rikinti Marwen from Shillong, to join the podcast and tell us the scenario there. We spoke about low testing in the Northeast, 
how tribal societies are adapting to the lockdown and also shared a couple of jokes. Do tune in. The number of coronavirus cases in Goa came down to 10 on Saturday after one of the COVID-19 patients tested negative. Eight COVID-19 cases were detected in Goa earlier this week, while three more people had tested positive during the rapid tests conducted on Friday evening. 23 new cases have been reported in Karnataka today, taking the total number of cases in the state to 1,079, including 36 deaths and 494 discharges. The total number of active cases now stands at 548. 65 new positive cases were reported in Odisha on Friday. The total number of positive cases in the state has now risen to 737, with three deaths. Now for some international updates on the virus. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 4.5 million people and claimed more than 307,000 lives, according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. As Wuhan, the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic, began a massive testing campaign, some residents crowding the testing centres expressed concerns that the very act of getting tested could expose them to the coronavirus. Safety has become a widely discussed topic on social media groups among the 11 million citizens of Wuhan. However, many have said that they support the voluntary campaign. Wuhan's health authorities sprang back into action last weekend after confirming the city's first cluster of new infections since it was released from virtual lockdown on 8th of April. The new cases, all of them people who had previously shown no symptoms of the disease, forced Wuhan authorities to launch a citywide search for asymptomatic carriers of the virus. China has confirmed 82,941 cases of COVID-19 as of Friday and 4,633 deaths. The government does not include people found to be asymptomatic carriers of the virus in its tally and does not publish a cumulative number of asymptomatic cases. US President Donald Trump announced details of Operation Warp Speed, a name that references a concept popularized by Star Trek and other science fiction. Trump said, and I quote, that means big and it means fast, unquote. A massive scientific, industrial and logistical endeavor unlike anything our country has ever seen since the Manhattan Project. Unquote. He said the objective of the operation is to finish developing and then manufacture and distribute a proven coronavirus vaccine as fast as possible. The country has confirmed more than 1.47 million cases and more than 88,000 deaths. Russia has reported 9,200 new confirmed cases of coronavirus on Saturday with 119 deaths over the last 24 hours. This is the highest daily figure of deaths recorded in the country so far. The number of confirmed cases nationwide now stands at 272,043 and the official death toll is 2,537. Italy will lift travel restrictions beginning from June 3rd under a decree adopted by the government on Saturday that will open the door to renewed tourism, one of the country's hardest-hit sectors. The measure, in a country that is emerging from one of Europe's tightest coronavirus lockdowns, will permit freer movement by private and public transport within the country's regions. If there are fresh outbreaks of the coronavirus, the government could reimpose restrictive measures. A 14-day quarantine will continue to be applied to people who have been in close contact with anyone infected by the virus. Religious services too will be allowed to restart on Monday, adhering to strict protocols to prevent the risk of contagion which underwent a thorough cleaning with disinfectant on Friday. Italy has been amongst the hardest-hit countries in Europe by the pandemic, with more than 220,000 confirmed cases and 31,600 deaths. 
the Diamond Princess cruise ship, the site of a coronavirus outbreak amongst more than 700 passengers and crew members, left Yokohama on Saturday after three months docked at the port. Japan's public broadcaster NHK reported that the cruise ship had been undergoing disinfection for the past three months. It said that the ship was sailing for Malaysia. Afghanistan's health ministry warned of a surge in deaths as confirmed cases of COVID-19 reached 6,402 amid war raging on across the country. Despite a government-authorized lockdown in several provinces, streets are still crowded, raising fears of a surge in the number of infections and deaths. Experts fear that the real number of people with COVID-19 may be much higher than reported by the ministry as testing capacity remains low. And now for some non-coronavirus news. The Allahabad High Court granted anticipatory bail to journalist Siddharth Varadrajan after he filed a petition in court. Two FIRs had been filed against Varadrajan, who is the founding editor of The Wire, in April for disseminating fake news and making unverifiable claims about Uttar Pradesh's Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath. Varadrajan subsequently moved to the High Court for anticipatory bail. Live Law reported that the bench of Justice Chandradhari Singh refused to accept the argument that the applicant may flee. He allowed his pre-arrest bail plea on his executing a personal bond to the tune of 2 lakh rupees with two sureties each in the like amount to the satisfaction of the learned trial court concerned. On April 1st, Varadrajan was booked after The Wire published a report that incorrectly attributed a court to Yogi Adityanath. By the time the FIRs were filed, the story had been long corrected. On April 12th, Varadrajan's wife, Nalini Sundar, tweeted that the Ayodhya police showed up unannounced at their home in Delhi and served him a notice that directed him to appear in Ayodhya on April 14th when the lockdown was still in place. After the FIRs were filed, Siddharth Varadrajan spoke to our executive editor Manisha Pandey at length about the wire's position on the police complaints and what it means for press freedom. Do check it out. Dear listeners, as you can see, the importance of independent media, a voice free of any agenda, is now more important than ever before. And we are proud to say that News Laundry is one such voice. We do not depend on the government or any other organization for advertisements. Our sustenance depends solely on our lovely subscribers who have consistently been supporting us despite our lords. If you are a non-subscriber listening to this right now, I urge you to go on and check out our website newslaundry.com right away. We've been doing our best to bring you ground reports, fact checks, podcasts and videos to keep you informed. Go through the website and if you think we are doing a good job, please subscribe to us. The lowest monthly plan starts at 300 bucks a month only. Also, do not forget to watch the latest episode of TV Newsense where Manisha looked at how TV news anchors got excited about Prime Minister Narendra Modi announcing a 20 lakh crore package. The episode also focuses on how TV news channels have been covering the migrant crisis. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.